0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now imagine, if you can, that you get to a place in your life where you accomplish all of your goals. And all of your dreams come true. You have the perfect job, the perfect husband or wife, the perfect children, the perfect church... All of your bills are paid. Now, I know that's hard for college students to imagine, but you may get there. (laughs) But imagine you have money in the bank and you're in perfect health for your age. Yet if all of those things were true, I ask you, what do you really have? What do you really have? If you get it all, what do you have? You see, if all of those things come true, it all could be lost in the blink of an eye. It does not matter what you get in this world. It will pass away. It's not going to last. Like the grass that withers and blows away, so are the things of this world, and so are we. If I spend all of my time finding pleasure, I will be disappointed. If I spend all of my time making wealth and security, it will give me nothing when I am lying on my deathbed. If I have the perfect spouse, how will I feel if he or she lets me down one day? What will I do? when one of my children gets sick and I can't take care of them. I'm not asking these questions to bring up painful memories, for some have them. And I'm not bringing them up either to make us worried about the future. I'm bringing these things up because we often put all of our hope and spend all of our time thinking, well, if I just get that, if I just accomplish that, but all of those things, all of those people, cannot give us what we really need. Don't get me wrong. Things are good. I have things. And people are blessings. I'm blessed by many of you. Not all of you. But, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, but our relationships are blessings, aren't they? But neither things Or people, neither things or people can rescue us. They cannot give us everlasting life. We want to be at peace whether we have or have not. The people in our gospel lesson today were in bad shape, yet they had heard that Jesus had cast out a demon in the church service that had just ended. And people started thinking, perhaps as we would think, maybe this Jesus can help me as well. The first to ask Jesus for help was his disciples right on the way home from church. Immediately, Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came, and he took her by the hand, and he lifted her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. When the disciples saw Jesus cast out the demon in the synagogue... They knew that he could help with their relative who was in need. And we do the same thing, don't we? That's what we do when one of our friends or family gets sick. We immediately take it to the Lord in prayer. And that's what they did. They believed when they saw Jesus' miracle. And we believe by the power of the Holy Spirit when we hear the word preached. And so we ask, Just like they did. And Jesus came through. He healed Simon's mother in law. It was a miracle. And the other miraculous thing is that when she was freed from her fever, freed from her illness, she was freed to serve. She immediately began to serve Jesus and the disciples. This was something that she no doubt wanted to do, but she couldn't get her body to do it. I mean, Jesus was coming to town. Her son-in-law was uh, there. The The family was around, special guests. She wanted to do it. Her body would not do what her spirit wanted to until Jesus freed her to serve but in, that, in the freedom that Jesus gave, she served, making her guests feel at home. And as they were relaxing at the close of the Sabbath, something began to happen. That evening at sundown, the townspeople brought to Jesus all who were sick and oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered at the door And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and he cast out many demons and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Jesus healed the man at church. He healed Simon's mother-in-law. Why can't he heal me? Why can't he heal my sick child? Why can't he heal my husband, my wife, my friend, so the people brought everyone that, would, that they could find who was in a bad way, just as we do in our prayers. In Jesus, you see, they found hope for their problems. Their problems were in their face all day, every day. But Jesus gave them hope. And he delivered Mark says that he healed many, but Luke's investigation into the matter has the townspeople recording that Jesus healed every last person. Now can you imagine the euphoria? Think about that. Every prayer answered, it would be like going from barely surviving to the greatest joy. In Jesus they found the answer to their problems. In Jesus, they were no longer plagued by demons. In Jesus, they were no longer blind, sick, crippled. In Jesus, they had heaven on earth. They never wanted him to leave because everything was bliss. It's like they had everything they wanted, at least until they could think of something else they wanted. All of their hopes, their goals were accomplished, the things that they needed to get past were gotten past just by having Jesus visit them. Now we began the sermon pondering what it would be like if we had everything come true. These people were living that reality and they didn't want it to stop. I know I wouldn't want it to stop. Yet, I am sure about this. I wonder if the people didn't miss the point. I wonder if in their search for Jesus, in their prayers, that they didn't miss the point. Sometimes we miss the point. Rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him, they searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Hey, everybody's looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next town, that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues, casting out demons. The people were searching for Jesus. But Jesus had already given them the most important thing that they could ever have. He preached repentance and forgiveness of sins. He preached that in him the scriptures were fulfilled. God's promise kept. This was the message that everyone needed to hear. To show that this message was authoritative, He healed the sick, He cast out demons. This was a sign and an Old Testament fulfillment. The Messiah would do the things that Jesus did. Now you may be lost in wondering, oh, what's he talking about? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Every single person that was brought to Jesus on that particular Saturday night, they died. They were healed, but that healing would not last in this fallen world. If their hope was getting over a fever or in regained sight, or even in being, or even in being freed from a demon. It this stuff doesn't wouldn't last. The only thing that lasts is Jesus Himself and the word He came to fulfill. Here is here is, He is the truly faithful. The person that was not The person that has not one prayer answered and yet holds on to the promise of everlasting life through Jesus' life, death and resurrection for the forgiveness of sins. The person who trusts that no matter what my outward circumstances are, I am free from sin and the accusation and I have a home in heaven because Jesus washed away my sins in the gift of baptism. Because Jesus gives me his body and blood in the forgiveness of sins in the Lord's Supper. And even if my body withers, my job disappears, even if I struggle with relationships, even if I struggle in school, even if... I feel miserable and lonely. My hope is in the fact that Jesus has written my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I may not accomplish any of my goals, but Jesus has shed his blood to pay for all of my failings, my sin, the death I deserve. My hope It's not in the next goal. It's in his word. My hope is in the gospel. Whether he gives me the things I pray for or whether he takes away the things that I cherish, he is good. And his mercy endures forever. I look at the cross of Jesus and I cannot... I cannot see a cruel and distant God. I look at his cross and I see a God who would never leave me nor forsake me. And even though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I know I have a God who is right there beside me. And I fear no evil. I am not alone. And his word, His word, it comforts me in the water. It comforts me in the bread and wine. It comforts me in the proclamation that I am a forgiven child of God. If I pray for my healing at all, which I I pray for healing all the the time, (laughs) but if I pray for my healing at all, It should be so that I have the freedom to serve. Just as Simon's mother-in-law did. She was healed to serve so that others would come to believe. She helped those in need so that they would understand that the Lord is good. So that they would desire to hear what the Lord says. And then as they listened to his word... They hear of their only true hope. The hope that lies in being united with Christ's death and resurrection. As St. Paul says we are in our baptism in Romans 6. And I pray that God would heal each and every one of you. In both your body and your soul. Life is not easy. You have physical ailments. You got personal struggles. I pray that God would take all of those away. But I, would take, I pray that he would take them away to heal you to serve. Paul himself became a blind man who was healed. He was a healed man who received the water of holy baptism. And in those waters, even Paul, who persecuted Christians became a child of God. And he himself, being made free by the gospel, declares that he was made free to serve. He says, for though I am free from all, I'm free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. You see, the gospel is all about Jesus for you. Jesus for you is all about God's love for the world. Heaven and everlasting life with Jesus are yours. In this life, in this life, even youths shall faint and be weary. Even young men in this life fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord and the life that He gives us to come, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thanks be to God that our hope is not in the perishing things of this world. Our hope is in Jesus and his eternal word. And we pray that all people would recognize that this world's pleasures, this world's promises, they are fleeting We pray that they with us would turn to the one who will never disappoint. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Until he returns for you. Amen.